and welcome to the Financial Planning Experience. My name is Jason Marabella, and I'm here with my co-host, David Winchell. This podcast is all about real financial planners giving you best practices for managing your financial life. We appreciate you taking the time to join us today. A little bit bit about me. I live in Noblesville, Indiana. I've worked in the financial planning industry for the last 16 years. Most of that time was spent serving the wealthy, or what we call in the industry, the high net worth. About two years ago, I stopped doing that to start Henfruit. We collaborate with Gen X and Y families and individuals to map their financial decisions with their values and goals. We are very different than the typical firm set up to serve the wealthy. We have no minimums, and our process has a very strong focus on cash flow planning, day-to-day financial management, education, and empowerment. We also meet with clients virtually and rely heavily on state-of-the-art technology tools to keep overhead low and our prices affordable. The term collaborates is very important. We believe meaningful financial planning cannot be outsourced. It must be collaborative, meaning you have to be an active participant. David joined me in May of this year, and he's definitely the podcasting expert in the group. His Investing or Gambling podcast just hit 156 episodes, and I'll be relying heavily on him in the production of this one. David, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. Hi, everybody. I'm David Winchell aka golf winch and <laughs> that's just my handle on twitter and some other places uh first and foremost i'm a dad or father of three and a husband of one <laughs> i'm a habitual learning learner and uh, i enjoy serving other people but he calls me a professional podcaster i do that as a hobby and i enjoy it but I'm also a social media nerd. That's kind of a hobby of mine as well. I, I enjoy the new, uh, what do you call it, the financial planning that I've just jumped full force into, but there's a lot more to it, and we're going to get down to a lot of it here. And Jason has uh, helped me immensely because I'm more of a uh, stock junkie, and now I'm learning the ropes of financial planning and enjoying the ride. Great. Um, so I, I want to go a little bit into what the goals of this podcast are. And um, the first one is to educate. We want to bring important financial topics, talk about important financial topics uh, that that have a, a big impact, can have a big impact to your financial situation. We're going to also provide a walkthrough of what we call real financial planning. And um, and compare it to other other models. So the, I think there's a lot of different uh, there's a lot of advisors out there that are doing a lot of different things, and they all call themselves financial advisors. And we're going to we're going to educate you on what we th- what we think real financial planning looks like and what it doesn't look like. We're also going to give you actionable steps that you can apply that you can actually apply and improve your your that will improve your financial situation. After each podcast, we'll we'll actually create a blog post. We'll include the audio from this pod the, the podcast. We will also include uh, show notes and then an action plan that you can apply to your situation. So. We, I know that there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of articles, a lot of blog articles, a lot of, you know, how to uh, set up a, a Roth IRA, how to, how to do education planning. Uh, we want to take that information and make it not so overwhelming. 
you know, we want to, we want to filter it down to what you, you actually need and then give you, and then you walk you through a process of, of using that information um, in a, in a, in a pot, you know, in a way that improves your situation. An overview of this, this episode, uh, we want to cover three main points. Uh, one is our perspective on financial planning. The second is our investment philosophy. And the third is the importance of fee-only versus other planning models. Uh, we are fee-only planners, and not a whole lot of people understand may, may understand what that means, but we, wanna, we think it's important, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, about how that's different than a, than a lot of the, uh, what a lot of the advisors are doing out there. So the first thing we'll get into is our perspective on planning. I think it's important to start with a deep dive into our perspective uh, because it's either going to s- strongly resonate with you or not, and you're you're going to know very quickly if this podcast is for you. I'll start with this: we don't fix people. Uh, you are not a flawed person because you have challenges in your financial life. Uh, we also have no pre- preconceived notions about how your financial life should look. You tell us. You maintain control of your actions and choices, and our job is really just to bring perspective and focus, create responsibility and accountability, and deliver objectivity and refinement. We don't re- we don't create the plan; you do. And uh, so, during my career, I, I've I've seen a lot of people struggle with money, and and in our opinion, there's 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 two main reasons. The first is lack of self awareness, and the second is the unwillingness to give your financial life the priority it deserves. As a result, you know you don't live in the reality of your current financial picture, and that's that's a big problem. Um, your financial decisions don't map to your goals because you don't understand your goals. You don't understand what you're working towards. A lot of time, you're just living day by day, and and that leads to impulsive behavior. Sometimes your career decisions don't map to your strengths, so you're not giving yourself the best opportunity to succeed and thrive in your career. Since your income is your biggest asset, if you're not putting yourself in a position uh, to, to um, have success, uh, that's going to impact the long term. So, you know, and without the, the awareness of the self-awareness of who you are um, and what you're good at, a lot of times you'll end up in bad, bad jobs, bad careers, and, and you'll struggle. And I've, we've seen that a lot. Um, and, you know, uh, I've seen this a lot where the, your mind ends up filling with things that, that don't, move your fo- don't move you forward. You know, the lack of, of understanding your values and goals, you know, it fills with other things that either are out of your control or just cannibalizing the time that's needed to put in the work necessary to reach your goals. You know, I think it's I think it's important to, to remember that your financial situation, your current situation, is an outcome of your day to day decision. We firm we've firmly rooted our planning process in those beliefs. So to to sum it up, it's basically about understanding who you are, what you want your life to look like, and why you do the things you do. And from there, you can create a decision making system that is driven by your internal motivations, leverages your strengths and sidesteps the behaviors that are counter to where you want to go. And this type of financial planning is not a science. It's, it's an art. Do you have anything to add? uh, David? No, I, I just got to say the art of the financial plan is something our guy, Carl Richards likes to talk about, and it is an artwork. 
we put the framework together and you help us design your piece of art or your financial plan. And it's not really a stagnant financial plan. It's more of a living, breathing thing. It's financial planning practice. That's why it's it's practice. You're practicing every day, every week, every month, every year, and you're practicing to get your financial life better. So it's it is an art and that last point definitely hits home. Yeah, so Carl also says that the goals are just guesses. You know, so it goes along with your point of yep. your life is going to evolve, you're going to change as a person. So, you know, a lot of a lot of advisors that build these plans, they're they're obsolete within a few weeks because mm-hmm. your situation is going to change. Uh, and so you, your plan needs to reflect the fact that you're, you're going to evolve. You're going to have different priorities five years from now. Um, so, you know, and just, and, and understand that and, and make changes as, as, as needed. And I think that's really why we, we structure our process in more of a coaching, uh, under more of a coaching framework because it allows us to, to make those changes, to meet with clients, uh, on an, you know, on an ongoing basis and, um, and talk about those things that are changing and then change the plan to reflect the current, the the current, their current situation. Yes. So the next thing we want to talk about is our investment philosophy. And we, we strongly believe that investing should be simple. Uh, It should include minding the, the fees that you're paying, keeping yourself liquid, not locking up your money for long periods of time, and making, making it easy for you to behave well over a long period of time. If you don't fo- fully understand what you're invested in or have to spend more than a few hours a year thinking about it, you're probably doing it wrong. So this means things like variable annuities, whole life insurance, and universal life insurance are hugely a bad idea for most people. And we think that these products hugely aren't made with the, the customer in mind. Um, they, they're, they're very illiquid. The, they, have, they pay high commissions. They have high fees. And, you know, there is not all cases, but in most cases, these are not a good idea for at least the, the, the people that we serve. Um, and uh, so... We don't, we don't, we end up not recommending these products a lot. Um, the second is no investor will consistently beat the market over the long run, except by chance. So people, people try to disprove this theory every day in the face of a huge amount of evidence to the contrary. And the media's main focus, you know, CNBC, Fox business and other outlets continue to be, continue to focus their message around short-term trading and speculation. And as a result, people make, mistake speculation for investing and think it's the way they should approach their own investments. Making investment investing exciting does a great job of get people getting people to watch their channel, but it does nothing to increase investor returns. And I would take it a step further and say spending time trying to predict the future increases the volatility of your portfolio and subjects you to speculative risks that are unnecessary to reach your goals. But they're just you just don't need to do it. If if and I'll caveat this with the fact that if we, uh, I have had clients and have clients currently that like to play the market. That's, that's okay. Um, 
you know, if, if it's, if it's with a portion of your money that you can, you know, it's okay. If you lose, I'm okay with picking, you know, trying to pick a stock, trying and, and, and go in that direction. What I'm talking about here is in the context of investing for the long term. Um, and I, I strongly believe that most of your money should be invested based on that, uh, this, that methodology and not, not speculation. I like the term that uh, Carl Richard uses, the financial pornography channel. <laughs> that always cracks me up every time he says it. Yeah, I think uh, there's a there's I can't remember his name, but his, uh, he worked for DFA. I don't know if he still works for for Dimensional Fund Advisors. He actually started that. Uh, he does a presentation called Financial Pornography, and he goes through all of the the headlines uh, of major newspapers or CNBC, Fox Business, uh, even some of the he goes down to you know university or UCLA and I think or I can't remember exactly I, I I've seen it a couple times and he shows the before which is their prediction and then the after which is the outcome <laughs> and there's uh, the basic premise is nobody has a clue so you know if 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 some of the smartest people and the people that study and come out of the this the most prestigious colleges in the world can't consistently uh, beat the market, then what is the retail investor's chance of doing that? And, and I'll go back to the idea. You don't, you don't need to act in this way to reach your goals. The market return, if you're consistent and you're disciplined, all you need to worry about is saving enough money and, and applying a very, the, a very simple process of, of passive investing and just doing it over a long period of time and letting the market do its work and generate the return that it does. Um, and you'll, you'll get the returns, you'll, you'll get, you know, you'll get the market return, which is it more than enough. Yeah. In most cases, because most people, most people don't get the market return. I think I, the, Last study was the average retail investor gets gets about you know three or four percent, um, and the reason is is buying at the wrong time and selling at the wrong time, and they're getting emotional when the the market goes down, and they're they're listening to they're making decisions based on the the political environment or their their person's not in the White House or 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 all these things that have very little impact of the long term have a very a limited long-term impact to uh, the financial markets. And uh, that that's why they get, you know, the returns that they do. Yeah. All the pundits said, basically if Trump won, the market was going to fall like no tomorrow and it's been nothing but a rally. So. Yep. Yep. You just, you just never know. Um, <clears throat> so the other thing is, is we think most people tend to, to think in a very investment centric way when approaching financial planning. And in our view, this is dangerous because it gives people the false impression that they have done all that they, that needs to be done by simply creating an investment plan and putting away money for retirement rather than doing the things that are going to have a meaningful impact on your quality of life, which is what real financial planning does. So we think that investing should be 
thought of as just one important component of financial planning. It is not financial planning. Uh, so that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Cause most people think, and most people I run into these days, they think financial advisor, Oh, well I don't have any money. What do I need you for? Yep. I'm yeah. like, well, that's how it was 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> Things have changed. There's new business models where we can serve everybody. It's right. not just rich people that need a financial planner anymore. Well, going back to, to what I said at the beginning of the podcast, we, you know, our strong focus is on cash flow planning and, um, and you know, setting up the framework for you to make good decisions, good day-to-day decisions and decisions that are in line with your values and goals. So we spend a lot of time with our clients doing that. I mean, our first three to six months of our process is is cash flow planning and re and giving people a system, you know, giving people a decision making system. Because if you don't have that, everything else falls apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can. You, there is no amount of investment or insurance planning that can be done that will make up from bad day to day decisions and or lack of self awareness. Because if you're not making those decisions that are that are moving you towards your goals, then you're not going to reach your goals, you know? So you, and, and so we, we spend a whole lot of time, you know, building that foundation. You know, we go so far as uh, at the account level, where, where, where does money, where does your check go into and, and what, what accounts are you spending from and, and, and all of that. So we're, it's very important to set the foundation. Um, So the third piece and final uh, point that we want to make is talk about, why we're fee-only planners and why that's important. Uh, I saw a quote on LinkedIn recently that said, financial planning should never involve selling, only solving. And this is really why we're fee-only planners. Uh, To us, if we're making money on selling you a product that that fulfills the recommendation we just gave you, so if if we're telling you to buy you know, life insurance or a variable annuity or other commission-based product that creates a huge conflict of interest. And it's, and there's a lot of advisors that act in this way and they, you know, they might, I've heard them say, some of them say they're making it easier for clients uh, by offering a one-stop shop for planning and implementation. Um, I think that's nonsense. Advisors uh, who do act in this way, you know, they have, they have a lot of rationalizations for it, but you know, we, we strongly believe that if you're selling a product and you're given advice uh, you know, that's a conflict and we want our interests to be aligned with our clients. Um, you know, we, we, we act as the quarterback. We bring in the insurance agent. Um, we bring in uh, the estate planning attorney and, and we work together in the context of your plan so the client experience doesn't really change that much. We're just not being compensated for the insurance policy, you know? So um, I think that, you know, when the, the one-stop shop, I hear a lot and I, I just think it's, it's, it's silly. It is. They, the mutual fund salesman and the insurance agent, you know, the, the guy working for the wirehouse, 
I ran into a lawyer, or no, he was an insurance agent, and I told him I was a virtual financial life planner, and he said, oh, you sell mutual funds? <laughs> and I said, no, <laughs> I don't, actually. I'm a fee-only financial planner, and he kind of looked at me with, oh, that's good, that's good, you know? And well, it, just think of, think of it this way. the the Most of the industry is brought up in in the sales culture, the and the different... The difference is, is that if you're brought up with a sales manager, you're, you're a financial advisor, you work for XYZ Corp and they, you know, they, they sell, they sell products. They, they, they hang out their shingle as financial advisors. You're going to be taught all the reasons why you should be selling insurance and all the reasons why you should be selling variable annuities and all the reason why a shares are in the best interest of clients. And, uh, and when you're brought up in those sales culture and you're going to be compensated and uh, you're going to be compensated for selling for, for your production. Yeah. You're getting so, kickbacks. Yeah. So when those incentives are in place and you've learned from that person that shares that bias of, you know, of, of, of providing these products to their clients um, then you're going to, you know, you're not going to, th- this is the, what you're going to think the financial industry is. So it's hard to break out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, that's it, why I didn't want to get involved with the financial uh, advisor world because I, that's, that's what I was used to is the sales, 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 sales. It was churn and burn. You know, I, I interviewed at, uh, uh, that one up in Wisconsin, we won't name the name, but it's an insurance out of Milwaukee or an insurance place. But it it was just so scammy or spammy. I just I was like, I can't do this. This is awful. Yeah, and 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 there's a, obviously a place for it. Uh, you know, people need insurance. People, you know, some people want to buy variable annuities. There's there's commission-based products that people need. I, I have a problem when people call themselves a financial advisor uh, because I think that creates a wrong message to the client because they feel like their need, their, their needs are being met. Although all that's really happening is they're being sold a product and the planning becomes a rationalization for that product sale. It's not, you're not, they're not solving a problem. Right. They're, they're just, they're trying to, to sell that product. They're not acting as a fiduciary. Exactly. So, so, yeah, so the, the, it's a big part of who we are and, and, you know, we do, we um, get paid through a, a monthly subscription model. So you pay us uh, a fee every month and you have, we work similar to an attorney uh, would it, Anytime you have a question, anytime you have an issue in your financial life that you want to talk about, we're, we're there to help you and give you advice and, and work you through that event uh, with the perspective of the, of the, planning, the planning work we're doing. And back to our conversation about how you know, people and planning evolves over time, we think that that's the best model because you're really delivering, you, you're able to you're able to meet with people on a periodic basis and go through that process with them, go, go through that evolution with them and then change, uh, change the plan accordingly. Yeah. So do you have anything to add on those three topics before we, before we close? 
Uh, no, I think I think uh, I'm good. Okay. To close, we're, we're this is going to be a weekly podcast, uh, and um, I think, like we said, we're going to provide a blog post with with every podcast and an action plan. We're also going to p- provide support. So we're if if you if you do have any questions about the podcast or about using our our financial the financial tools that we offer on our website, um, we want to. We want to help you through that. Um, we're also going to commit to, to to building out some tutorials and and other things that that are going that you'll be able to leverage and and use in your in your financial life as well. Obviously, we're in the business of making money. Really, the goal here is to give you the opportunity to take that first step for free. Um, we know that that's that can be overwhelming for a lot of people, but to to get take the first step and and um, and figure out what your your financial reality is. You know, understand, get, create a balance sheet, um, create a basic budget, and just get, you know, get organized. And the way we make money is if you want that co- that ongoing coaching and accountability. If you want to talk about more complex issues and build off of that, those basic build off of getting organized. The work that that you've done to get to, to get organized and to um, to understand your current financial situation. So hopefully we can, we can help. And uh, I'm, you know, we're committed to, to, to making your, your financial situation and, and helping you get to, to where you want to be. So that's, that's really ultimately the goal of this podcast. We're going to cover a lot more complex issues like insurance stuff. We're going to, we're going to dive deep into all the annuities and the whole life and everything involved in that because we see that as something that is all over the place. And we're also going to talk a little bit about, we're going to get real specific about how our experiences are, how we do things like our financial life mind map. And I don't expect you to know what that is, but we'll explain it in future podcasts and a lot of other things that we're going to have in upcoming podcasts. So I look forward to doing them. Yeah, it should be fun. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us again. If you want to uh, give us a follow on Twitter, um, our Twitter handle is at henfruitfp. Um, We also have a Facebook page that uh, uh, it's henfruitfp or or facebook.com backslash henfruitfp. Um, And if you'd like to follow us, um, but other than that, we will, uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. All right. Thanks for listening. Take care, Jason. I'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.